0: Welcome to Broadway Radio's review recap episode for the 48th Broadway production of William Shakespeare's Macbeth. My name is Matt Timonini. Once more into the breach, dear friends, if you are listening to this in Patreon, it is a standalone episode in your feed. And if you're hearing it in the regular feed... It is also a standalone episode because instead of the reviews coming out on the show's actual opening night, Thursday, April 28th, they were released around midday on Friday, April 29th for what I'm assuming are reasons related to the show's struggles with COVID. Leading the Sam Gold production as Thane and Lady Macbeth is 007 himself, Daniel Craig, and the always phenomenal stage and screen star Ruth Nega in her Broadway debut. Also in the company is the should-be Tony winner Amber Gray as Banquo, Grantham Coleman as Macduff, Asia Kate Dillon as Malcolm, Paul Laser as Duncan, and more. The show is currently scheduled to play at the Long Acre Theatre through July 10th. If you are listening to the sound of my voice right now, I am going to assume that I don't need to give you a plot description for the Scottish play, so we will just move into the reviews. Review aggregator site Did They Like It has collected 15 reviews as of recording time, With none of them being positive, 10 being mixed, and 5 being negative. Starting first with Jesse Green of the New York Times, who was mixed, he opens his review writing, quote, Macbeth, the character, is full of compunction, as well he should be, having murdered a king to get his throne. But why should Macbeth, the play, be just as uneasy about its authority? Despite the star power of Daniel Craig and Ruth Nega, the overwrought production that opened on Thursday at the Longacre Theatre seems unsure of its welcome, as if a classic that has enjoyed nearly 50 Broadway revivals since 1768 might no longer find an audience willing to meet it halfway. I could understand that attitude if we were talking about the utterly unlovable Troilus and Cressida, but Macbeth is the most instantly accessible of Shakespeare's tragedies. Violent, elemental, familiar, short... No matter which way the story is bent, it maintains its recognizable human core of ambition and regret. Directors can emphasize its witchy aura, its bloodthirsty politics, its marital drama, or a critique of masculinity without endangering its essential stageworthiness. But this relentlessly analytical production directed by Sam Gold takes even that last quality apart, offering not so much Macbeth as a private inquest into it. To signal that, as the audience enters, it begins with the curtain half up, only timidly exposing the play to view. On a nearly empty black stage, the cast of 14 is milling about in what look like street clothes, seeming to make food at a communal table, as if this were dinner theater, or not theater at all. Green concluded his review writing, quote, Still, at the end of an often brutal Broadway season that was rightly concerned with harm and heartlessness, in which many shows, including this one, were bedeviled by illness and delays, I liked Gold's showing us that in times of distress and violence, people should remember to care for one another. If it has nothing to do with Macbeth, it has plenty to do with us. Naveen Kumar, who was negative writing for Broadway News, said, quote, Gold's production strips Macbeth of context, but does not functionally wrestle with the timeless stuff that's left. There's not much revealed here about the folly of avarice or why it makes people crazy. The most human thing on stage is gobs of spilled blood gushing from a slit throat and poured into the witch's stew, or staining the skin and robes of the killers and the damned. It's a grisly and unearned grasp for thrills from a production without a cohesive life force of its own. Rand Joff, or Did They Like It wrote, quote, Having seen Macbeth in everything from period-perfect unabridged versions to Alan Cummings' one-man tour de force to interpretive dance adaptations, I find this production exhilarating but it's not the best introduction to the play for someone who's unfamiliar with the text, and as theater artists, we certainly cannot sacrifice clarity for innovation. David Cody, writing for The Observer, said, quote, I won't say I felt completely satisfied for that give me a truly kick ass macbeth MacDuff fight, but I was entertained and heard some great language spoken by legends of my time, and evil, in the end, was defeated. I think closing out the reviews and the season christian lewis reviewing the show for variety wrote quote under all the fog and there is a lot of it there isn't much substance in this production which clearly prioritizes an aesthetic and a mood over acting coherence and shakespeare's text if you would like to read more of these and other reviews we will have links to both the did they like it and broadway world review recaps in the show notes So that is all that I have for you. Thank you so much for following along with these review recaps throughout this crazy month of April. I have really enjoyed doing them, and I hope that you've enjoyed hearing them. I imagine we will bring them back when more shows begin to open as the 2022-23 season opens. But if there are any other topics or news items that you would like to hear me cover in short five-minute-ish episodes, let us know. Anyway, have a wonderful weekend and listen to a jam-packed episode of This Week in Theater in your feeds now. We'll also probably have a Patreon-only episode looking at my schedule for my upcoming New York trip. So thank you one more time for listening. I hope you get to enjoy some theater this weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday.